You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the star of Paddleton, Mark Duplass. All right, listen, how about this? How about I'm going to make a statement, and if it's a true statement, then you don't have to correct me. Is what Michael has incurable? Yeah, that's a question. You got to, it has to be a, right, state, to be a, a statement. statement, and then it's All right, so my statement is what Michael has is incurable. That's it. So I'm thinking, before it gets bad, I want to end it. I don't want to change things, you know? I want to make some pizzas. I want to play some Paddleton. They got a whole process that they give you these pills you can take, but I don't want to do it alone. And I was hoping you'd help me out. Don't, don't drop it. The places where you could fulfill the prescription. It's six hours. Guess we're gonna do a little road trip. What's the worst case scenario? We run out What's of gas. the worst case scenario? We run out of gas here. Next thing you know, we're drinking our urine. How do you get from running out of gas? The next step is drinking urine. Fastest land animal. 40 miles an hour. The cheetah goes 60 or 65. It's so I'm the dying guy. I know you're the dying guy. Stop saying it. I'm the dying guy. I'm the other guy. If you had to live like this, you could adapt. This is how bees see. Look like you were dead. Can't give up. Miracles happen. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Howitt, and I'm here today with Mark Duplass. You know him from his performances in Safety Not Guaranteed, The One I Love, Tully, and so much more. And he's also the co-writer and star of Netflix's film Paddleton. Mark, thanks for talking with us today. Thanks for having me. So Paddleton is the story of your character, Michael, who's been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and his best friend, Andy. And typically, it's the person with cancer that gets the awards attention. Uh, but but yeah. you've, you've been pushing hard this this fall to get Ray Romano nominated for his performance as Andy. So what about this performance do you think is deserving of awards attention? Well, it's a good question. You know, I mean, most of this for me, if I'm being honest, is just my irrational love for and dedication to Ray as a person and as a growing artist you know i mean we've all kind of seen this like this new phase in his career that started with the big sick and Mm. through the irishman and and what he's doing now and and i just love that like he has more money than god himself and could just (laughs) like chill out and hang out with his family yet he's like going out and doing these like smaller projects where he basically loses money to do them to try and Mm. push himself and grow as an artist and do new things and and so I just want to support that from an ethical and moral standpoint. Um, And then I think that there's another side of me that just feels like um, there's a little something off with our awards race, if Mm -hmm. you call it. And, uh, and, and I think that like the amount of money that gets spent on things and how things can, you know, for better or worse, um, you know, they can be bought sometimes, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, and I would love to live in a world where, um, 
I don't know, there's new and interesting ways of, of campaigning. And I've seen some results from this through the years. Like we, we produced a movie called Tangerine for my yeah. friend Sean Baker a few years ago. And, you know, it was a small movie from a small distributor. And I didn't expect them to plunk down millions of dollars to run a big awards campaign. So we just started throwing small screenings and using social media and doing whatever we could. And, and Maya Taylor became like the first uh, transgender winner in the best actress category, which was huge. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, is this, is this actually going to work? And then like a, a couple of years ago, I was such a big fan of moonlight and mm-hmm. I, I knew enough to know that it was enough in the Academy conversation. So I, I wrote this open letter to the Academy members, which turned out to actually be kind of illegal because I'm an Academy <laughs> member. Um, and, 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 and people picked it up and posted it. And I have heard that that actually helped push that, that conversation forward for Moonlight's win. So mm. this is all me saying, like, if me being an idiot and running around with signs on Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> and just espousing my love for Ray, which is a very natural thing for me to do. Mm. If that could move the needle, if campaigning could look more like this, I would love it. I just, the spirit of this is what I want for, for, you know, for awards, which is like, yeah, it's a, it's not about the little statue. It's about showing appreciation and support for the things you love. It's yeah. about bringing more awareness to smaller movies like Paddleton so that ideally someone's listening to this today and they're like, Hey, I gotta go watch that movie. I didn't hear about it when it came out. Yeah. Why do you think smaller films like this don't get as much attention? Is it just, is it, do you think it's just the the finances? They don't throw the millions of dollars at at a film like Paddleton the way they do at a film like the Irishman or, or a film with, you know, this is not a comedy by any means, but it's got, it's got lots of comedy in it. Yeah. and, And those sorts of films don't, don't typically get awards attention. Why do you think that is? I think it's not, uh, you know, just one thing. I think you make very good points that finances are a huge part of it, and that's not just Netflix. That's every company. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole ecosystem, you know. Um, and I do think that you're right that, like traditionally, things that are labeled as comedies don't get as much attention. But that's not totally true because, you know, like Big Sick got some mm-hmm. nominations, and you know, we even saw like Melissa McCarthy get nominated. Like yeah. all these kinds of things can can happen. So that is uh, that is not altogether true and then i think there's the harsh reality that sometimes it's just like oh maybe your movie isn't connecting with people as much as you'd sure. love it to sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that is and that is okay but i will say in the case of paddleton and in the, and honestly in the case of a similar movie i made with the same director alex layman two years ago called blue jay that mm-hmm. stars me and sarah paulson i do think the culprit in terms of why those movies didn't go a little further in terms of awards attention and audience was really just that they were tiny movies that kind of got a little bit lost on a big streaming platform. And let me be clear, like I was never pushing Netflix to spend millions on them and they never promised me millions and they didn't do anything wrong in that regard. This is just me saying, man, I would love to live in a world where we could get some more uh, attention on these things. And my whole career has been made by breaking through some random side or back door of the industry that no one saw previously. Mm. That's, that's everything I've always done. And so I'm, I guess I'm just trying to take that approach to this whole like 
awards conversation and and see if there is a a new and more interesting way other than just cash really um to to bring attention to these movies and and i don't have a plan i'm just kind of floundering around in it but (laughs) like i'm i'm i might put a sign on and and dive out of a plane i don't know i want to try some stuff nice Nice. That's awesome. Well, let's well let's talk about Ray Romano. Let's talk about his performance in this movie. Like you said, Ray Romano has been on this kind of transformative journey over the past couple of years, really changing. I think we can we can call it a Romanoscence. We can do it. <laughs> okay, we're coining that right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what what you know? I think what do you think it is about Ray that? You know, he obviously comes from a very comedic background, and now he's diving yeah. into these more dramatic roles. Why do you think it's his comedic sensibilities help him be a better dramatic actor now in his later years? You know, one of the funniest moments in the movie that that still carries a lot of emotional weight was his 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 halftime speech. Yeah, you know, when he ends that and says "You're back" and smiles, it's amazing. How, where did that come from? Yeah. So look, the what you're talking about, and and this is just something I believe. Is just this is the essence of of an amazing person, and that is really what what Ray Romano's value is: is that he's a soulful, loving, sweet but smart person, mm-hmm. and he's also very neurotic, and he's just got a wonderful combination of qualities that at once make him feel like an everyman, but he's got a lot more going on, um, and and that is just that is just why he's so. Yeah, incredible. And he's open and he's humble as an artist. Mm. You know, he was terrified to make this movie. That I can't. You know, this this whole movie was shot from an outline. You know, so he, oh. every piece of dialogue you see is improvised. Oh, you wow. know, so he's 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 thinking, oh my god, I'm terrified. And you know, of course, I knew he was going to be great at it, but that just typifies the man who has that level of humility to think that he wouldn't be amazing in it. You know, and I think there are other things that contribute to why I think this performance is so noteworthy. Um, I mean, first of all, he brought so many nuances and so many things to it. A lot of those little stories, like we're all, we're on the road and he's saying like, you know, sand off and all those are all right from Ray that he contributed mm-hmm. like from his life. Um, and the halftime speech was an idea that I knew from a script standpoint that Ray needed to go in that bathroom and have a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he needed to talk to himself in the mirror. And and he said, you know what? I've got this halftime speech thing that I've been working up. And that was his, you know? Mm. So he's bringing all of these things as a true collaborator to the script that most actors honestly don't, you know? Yeah. And then I think that, you know, for me, it's just, it's hard to understand if you're not like, um, uh, an independent film producer like mm. I am, but like, to ask a guy like Ray to come do a tiny little movie that we're going to shoot very quickly in like 15 days, which means the schedule is going to be hard. Yeah. There's no, there's no trailers. He's going to be sleeping in a not really nice hotel. Um, and like making about, uh, about what he makes in about five minutes doing Everybody Loves Raymond <laughs> over the course of the whole movie, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> probably less actually, you know, um, it's just like, it's like, it's like almost insulting to ask someone to do that, mm. you know, and the fact that he was so eager and such a, a part of it. And, and, and in my opinion, you know, and this is no false humility, 
there are a bunch of guys who could have done what I did on that screen. I think I, I think I'm good in the movie. I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not good, but I think Jason Segel can do that. And he's also great. There's only one person who can do what Ray Romano did in this movie. And that is Ray Romano. And that to me is the value. Hmm. Why, why Ray Romano? Why, why did you go after him in this movie? Uh, well, I watched The Big Sick, and I, because I'm friends with Kumail and Emily, mm. and then, um, and I just fell in love with him in it. And I, and I had seen a couple of scenes that he had done in Parenthood, uh, the yeah. television series. So I was like, kind of aware of what was happening. Um, and so I just bombarded him after The Big Sick premiere, and I was already thinking about making another movie with Alex. And he and I were talking about something. I was like, Oh my God, I'm gonna build a movie for me and Ray. Mm. Um, and so, you know, like I'm doing with this awards campaign, I just, I didn't go through the agents or anything. I just like went right up to him. I was just like, <laughs> I want to make a little movie like this. And and luckily he was a fan of ours and knew us. So he didn't call the police. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it's, it's a couple of things. It's, it's, a te- it's, I, I wanted him because of all those qualities I discussed before, but there's something really great about the the everybody loves Raymond equity that he is cashing in right now. And I don't mean in his popularity. I mean the fact that everyone has been so in love with him for so long as just a simple middle of the country dad. And when you have that sort of subconscious rapport with audiences and you do different things with that, you also carry the trust mm. of the audiences that you've had for a long time. Yeah. And he is expending that capital on these sort of more oddball characters. I mean, the, the beauty of Paddleton to me is, is a, a story of pure, uncynical, platonic male love. Yeah. Um, and, and that is kind of unique, I think. And, um, and so seeing a guy like, Ray, who, you know, let's face it, like a lot of people, a lot of his fans would are kind of like uncomfortable with a lot of the expressions mm-hmm. of a platonic male love and seeing him do that because they trust him and know him is, I think it's actually kind of important for, yeah. for on-screen representation of that kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, you know, thinking of, of the, the climax of the movie, the, the, the scene in the bed the, uh, towards the end of the film. I don't want to, you know, spoil anything for people yeah. who haven't seen the movie, but you know, that's, that's a perfect representation of that, that very could to a certain audience be very uncomfortable, but it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. Take me through that. How, how emotional was it for the, for the two of you to share that scene together? Cause it, it, it looked like it must just have been so draining. How, how was it? Yeah, that it scene? was a, it was a wonderful hard day yeah. when we shot kind of the last, uh, couple of scenes of the movie and um we we talked about this a lot um when uh when we were building the film together alex and ray and myself and our producers and 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 we all felt like um you know we're making a movie that is uh, essentially about this beautiful relationship that is about finding that person that is irreplaceable to you because yeah. either the connection is so strong or you have such a hard time connecting with most people. And this is a story of these two guys who found each other late in life because yeah. they happened to, you know, live in the same apartment complex and they really are soulmates. So we wanted to make it feel very slow, very pedestrian, very normal, and very much underplay the drama of what it would feel like for someone to face 
losing that and not go with the big score and all the big mm-hmm. close-ups of the crying and just play it like a very long, slow documentary. Yeah. Uh, so what we did is we lit, the, we lit the entire apartment so that we could shoot at any angle. And uh, we designed this with, with our DP, uh, Nate Miller, who's just incredible. And, um, and we had two cameras in there and then we just played the scene real time. And, and we shot these long, 20 to 30 minute takes Mm. um and the cameras would follow us kind of like a documentary to try and i guess just play against the inherent drama of what it was um and um and i think it's like that's probably some of my favorite stuff i've seen ray do yeah and you as well i mean you know we can't let you sell yourself too short on this movie i mean that that entire scene is really really moving thank you so what has been the reaction so far to your to your campaign for Ray? Have you have you spoken to to Ray Romano about this campaign? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ray, I tell him all about this and he is at once flattered and and slightly weirded out by it, <laughs> um, which I think is the perfect response. Yeah. Um and um and the the response so far has been really good. It's been what I wanted, you know, like there is a small group of people who have seen this movie already and they love it passionately you know and they're all behind it and then the best thing that's come about this is some people have emailed me or or tweeted at me and basically said like what is i've never even heard of this Mm. movie and then they come back the next day and they say i hate you you wrecked me (laughs) i cried for an hour last night right movie and then i think oh well award or no award a whole bunch of people saw this movie that's that's cool yeah for sure, that's amazing. And as you're walking down the street, any uh, what w- what are people looking at you with? You know, as you as they see you with these signs. Um, I feel like I had preconceptions about what people would say or what people would know about the movie, and I sort of profiled people uh, unfairly. Um, where like I was on Hollywood Boulevard with the signs, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, these are going to be all like tourists who know Ray Romano from his show, but they'll never know my cool little indie film. Mm -hmm. And then like literally six out of the first eight people were like uber specific independent film fans who had all (laughs) seen the movie already. That's like, Oh, well that's good. That just served me a little dish of, uh, you know, me not knowing what I think I know. Um, And, um, but then, you know, randomly there are other people who are like diehard indie film fans who, either haven't watched her or hadn't heard of it, mm-hmm. you know? So, so for me, it's really, um, it's mostly just about, uh, embarrassing myself to bring some more, <laughs> uh, more eyeballs to the movie and a little more, just a little more love for Ray. Well, I think it's working on that front at least. Well, you, you heard it here, folks. Consider Ray Romano for Paddleton. We are going to keep this campaign moving. Mark, thanks so much for talking with us. Good luck with this campaign. And, and make sure you, you send us an email if you're going to jump out of a plane for this campaign. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with Mark Duplass from the Netflix film Paddleton, which can be streamed currently right now and is up for your consideration. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.